Greetings, Earthlings! Today I'm back with a review of the brand new interface from Audient, the Evo 4. And if you are interested in this device, it will set you back around $130. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. And for the majority of this review, I have the Rode NT1 connected directly to the Evo 4. I have 48 volts phantom power turned on. My gain set just at around 12 o'clock, and I am recording at 24-bit 48 kilohertz. I won't do any kind of post-processing, but I may boost it in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. But people are saying I'm becoming too violent, so good box, good box. Just kidding! Of course, you are going to get the audio interface. You'll get a USB-C to USB-A cable and a quick start guide. Then as far as the build quality of this thing, it feels decent at best. It has an all plastic construction which doesn't feel that sturdy. The buttons do have a little bit of tactile click to them, but they don't have a decent amount of feedback, and the XLR ports have quite a bit of wiggle to them. Then on the top of the device, you will find two channel selection buttons, which will allow you to select what input you want to adjust, and you're also able to mute that input by holding the channel button down for a few seconds, which is just awesome to have. Then you'll have a smart gain button, which will automatically set the gain for that input. All you have to do is press this green button, then press the channel that you want to set the gain of. You'll play a song or sing for a little bit, and then hit the smart gain button again, and it will calculate what your gain should be set at, and set it appropriately so you don't clip. Then you'll find a phantom power button which allows you to turn on or off phantom power for each individual input. Then in the center of the interface you'll find this big dial which allows you to control the microphone gain, the output volume to the headphones or monitor outputs, the ability to change the mix between zero latency monitoring and computer playback, or the ability to adjust the pan of each of the inputs to left or right. Then you have this button with a couple of faders on it, which allows you to adjust the monitor mix or the pan of the inputs. And lastly, you have a button to hit to adjust the output volume. On the front of the device, you'll find a quarter inch instrument high Z input, which takes control over input one and a quarter inch headphone output, which does allow for zero latency monitoring and computer playback, which you can hear at the exact same time. And to wrap up the walkthrough on the back of the device, you'll find a USB-C port to connect this to your computer, a set of quarter inch monitor outputs to connect your powered studio monitors or your power amp, and a set of XLR combination jacks for mic or line level inputs. Then as far as the specs of this thing, it has a bit depth of 24 bit and a sampling rate of up to 96 kilohertz. It has a max gain of plus 50 decibels for the microphone inputs. It has an EIN of negative 128 dBU, an input impedance for the mic inputs of 3 kilo ohms, plus 48 volts phantom power, and here is a set of the headphone output specs if you're interested in this information. Now to really test out the preamps on the Audient Evo 4, I have connected the Shure SM7B directly to this interface. There is no cloud lifter, there is no FET head. This is plugged directly into it. And to get decent levels, I had to increase my gain to nearly 100%. I am hitting around negative 9 dB on my meters, actually a little bit lower than that for the majority of the time. 
but here is how the SM7B sounds with the preamps at nearly 100%, and I'll be quiet so you can hear the background noise from the preamps. Now let's go ahead and measure the noise level of an XLR input using a 150 ohm resistor. Now I want to demo the smart gain feature. So first thing I'm going to do is increase my gain to the point where I'm clipping. And here we are, I have set my gain to 100% insanely distorted. Now I will hit the smart gain button, hit channel one because that's where I want to set my gain. And I will keep talking. I am talking, I am talking so the interface can learn what level I'm speaking at. I will hit the smart gain button again and I may have to be on the camera microphone right now, but it is calculating, 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 and come on, and there we go. Now it has set my gain to a level that is appropriate. I am not clipping, and it set the gain so I'm hitting between negative 18 and negative nine decibels, which is perfect. That's the exact level you should be recording at, if you're live streaming, you may need to boost that a little bit more in post before it goes live, but that's how that smart gain feature works. Amazingly useful, especially for beginners who don't know anything about setting their gain level. Okay, now something that's really cool about the Evo 4 is that it actually allows you to capture loopback audio, meaning you're able to record anything that's being played out of your computer. So they do actually have instructions on how to do this in the manual, but I will walk you through it very quickly in the Mac so you can see how it's done. On the Mac, the first thing you'll do is open up your audio MIDI setup. Then once you've done that, you'll select the Evo 4 so you can adjust some settings in there. On the output tab for the Evo 4, you will click on configure speakers. And when you first open this, it will have main output left and main output right selected. All you do is click the drop down menu, select loopback one and loopback two for the left and right channels. And you will have also had to have downloaded the Evo app from audience website. And when that's open, you will have this E in your taskbar. So you click on that, you set the loopback source to loopback send, and then you're ready to start recording. So for this example, I am using Audio Hijack. I have two instances of the Evo 4, one for my microphone and the second for the loopback. So if I click on the loopback instance, you can see that my inputs are set to channels three and four, which I have configured to be the loopback signal. So now I have a song queued up in Apple Music. I will hit play. And you could hear that and you could see it being recorded in audio hijack through the loopback functionality. So that's how you would do it. And the last thing that I want to demonstrate using the screen capture is the fact that you're actually able to control the gain of the preamp via your DAW. 
So you can see right here in Logic Pro, I have this little gain dial and it says 23. So my gain is set at 23 dB or something like that. And I can go ahead and decrease this to decrease the gain of the actual preamp on the interface. Or I can conversely increase the gain to increase the gain on the preamp. How cool is that? You can actually control it via your software as opposed to having to grab the dial on the device. Okay, at a sample rate of 48 kilohertz and an I.O. buffer size of 64 samples, we have a 9 millisecond round trip latency or 4.5 milliseconds output. When we jump to 128 samples, 11.5 milliseconds round trip or 5.7 milliseconds output. And when we jump to 256 samples, 17 milliseconds round trip or 8.5 milliseconds output. And then with a sample rate of 96 kilohertz and an I.O. buffer size of 64 samples, we have 7.5 milliseconds round trip or 3.5 milliseconds output. When we jump to 128 samples, 9 milliseconds round trip or 4.3 milliseconds output. And when we jump to 256 samples, we have 11.6 milliseconds round trip or 5.7 milliseconds output. Next, I want to demonstrate the instrument input on this thing. So I am going to play an electric guitar and an electric bass without any amp simulator so you can hear how the DI input sounds. And then I will throw on some amp sims and play it in a full mix. Alright, so although this interface does leave a little bit to be desired, I think it's an amazing option, especially for beginners. And first up, in terms of pros, the smart gain feature. I think this is an absolute game changer, especially for beginners who don't know how to set their gain properly, mainly because I find clipping distorted audio to be pretty dang offensive, and this feature will most likely and hopefully lead to many more people setting their gain properly and not having that distorted audio. Secondly, I absolutely love the sound of the DI instrument input, which is something that Audient just does amazingly well. I loved it on their ID4 and I love it on the Evo 4. Thirdly, the loopback functionality is an amazing feature to have, especially if you want to capture your computer playback for a stream or you want to capture a Skype call for a podcast. Additionally, I love the fact that you can turn on or off phantom power individually for each channel. The headphone amp was extremely capable and I was able to drive the Sennheiser HD 650s to an extremely loud level even with the volume set to around 50%, and these meters. I love the meters. I would have liked to have seen some kind of indicator to where you're getting to clipping, 
but I understand it's a multifunction meter to indicate the headphone playback and the microphone input as well as setting your levels so it wouldn't have been very easy for them to do that but that's something I would have liked to have seen. And then in terms of cons, the only real complaint I have about this thing is the build quality. It is not terrible by any stretch of the imagination, but being that it's an Audient interface, I was just expecting a little bit better. So would I recommend the Audient Evo 4? Absolutely, especially for beginners at the $130 price point. The main selling feature for me is the smart gain feature because as I mentioned, some people just don't want to learn how to set their gain properly and this removes the need for them to learn. But on top of that, it has zero latency monitoring, an amazing headphone amp, an incredible sounding DI instrument input, balanced quarter inch outputs for your monitor, it essentially has everything that you would need a small interface to do for a beginning setup. All right, that's gonna wrap up for today, but let me know in the comments down below, do you think this smart gain feature is really as amazing as I think it is, or do you think I'm overblowing it? I really do think it's incredible. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, Go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, big old thumbs down. If you want more videos like this, click that logo down beneath me. If you want to hang out in the Discord server, podcastage.com slash Discord. If you want a high quality audio sample of this review without YouTube's compression, I will link it in the description. And if you want to support the channel and become one of these beautiful, amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It helps me continue to bring you these videos. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.